Hello, everybody. Welcome to Summit Church Fenton Online. I'm so glad you joined us today. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Pastor Terry shared a wonderful message, and I encourage you to listen to it. It's called Top 10 Reasons I Want to Go to Heaven. So, <clears throat> like I said, I really encourage you to listen to it. It's, it's such a good message, but I'm going to summarize it at the beginning of this message and the reasons he gave. Number 10, uh, heaven is an awesome place of beauty and wonder. Number nine, heaven is a place of anointed worship, choirs of angels, and redeemed saints. Number eight, there's no night there. There's no shadows there. Number seven, there's no devil, demons, temptations, accusations, or trials there. Sounds good so far, doesn't it? Number six, there's good neighbors. There's no lying, dishonesty, no gossip, no backbiting, no sin, or no curse there. Number five, there's no more death, sorrow, crying, or pain. Number four, our mansion, reward, and unimaginable blessings are there. Number three, our saved loved ones are there. Number two, we'll get to see and be with Jesus. Number one reason uh, that I want to go to heaven, that Pastor Terry preaches, I don't want to go to hell. And I think we can all agree with that. When I think about heaven, I think about all the many things that are listed there. But I also think about worship in heaven and what it's like. You know, worship, the definition of worship is to ascribe worth or praise, to pay homage, to reverence or venerate, adoration, <clears throat> As far as worshiping the Lord, it's the creature uh, uh, honoring the creator. Now, we can, uh, on this earth, in this earthly place we live, we see a lot of worship. We see worship of sports figures. We see worship of celebrities. We see worship of politicians. Even in uh, places like China, they're taught that their uh, their leader is a god, and they worship him. So, there's definitely worship in, on the earth that is not uh, good, is not honorable, is not of the Lord. So worship is a verb. It's called a transitive verb. It's not a feeling. It's an action, and it requires that uh, uh, there's action to it. Like, you know, I threw a ball. You know, you actually did something. It uh, Worship has to include our heart, our mind, and our body. Worship honors God. Worship is directed toward God. Worship costs us something. It costs us our time, sometimes our pride, our energy. It is a sacrifice. Worship requires involvement. It requires us to be engaged. True worship isn't forced. In other words, it's not, you know, the worship leader is, you know, forcing you or pushing you or, you know, uh, whatever to worship it it comes from your heart <clears throat> true worship isn't half-hearted it's it's with your full heart true worship is open to god adoring god and waiting for god and true worship is done for the glory of god it makes me think uh, uh, we're talking about worship in heaven it makes me think of what jesus prayed in the lord's prayer in matthew 6 9 matthew 6 9 he said this then is how you should pray our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So uh, Jesus is telling us to pray that God's will on heaven should be done on the earth. 
So wouldn't it be good to know what God's will about worship is and how worship is in heaven, how worship in heaven is described, and do what we can to make that happen here on earth in our own personal lives. So, you know, just that prayer encourages us to learn about worship in heaven. So I'm going to share some things that we can learn from scripture about worship in heaven. Number one, worship in heaven is loud. You know, there's a lot of people here on this earth that do not like loud worship. Um, sometimes it's because they have problems with their hearing or their hearing aids, but some people just don't like loud worship. Re Revelation 19.6 in NIV, it says, Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and like loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah, for the Lord God Almighty reigns. Now, the worship in heaven is, is not loud because the bass was turned up too loud or because uh, the instruments were too loud or because the mix of the music was too loud. The worship in heaven is so loud because there's so many uh, peoples and we'll find also the angels were all worshiping God. And so it was loud because it was full of passion it was wholehearted, and people were doing it with everything within them. So worship in heaven is loud. Number two, worship in heaven, everyone participates. Everyone participates, and it's from a diverse group of saints, from every culture, every age, every race, every social class, every color, every ethnicity. Even the angels in heaven are worshiping. There's unity one heart solely focused on the Lord. In Revelation 7, 9, in the NIV, it says, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white, white, white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. So we can see that, you know, worship in heaven is loud and worship in heaven, uh, everyone is participating. You know, here on this earth, you know, as a worship leader, I've heard lots and lots of excuses that people give for not worshiping the Lord, you know, outwardly. Uh, I don't feel like it. You know, what will people think? I'm embarrassed. My church, my church, you know, where I came from doesn't do it that way. I can't worship God because I'm a sinner or I've sinned too much. I can't worship God because I can't sing. I'll just praise the Lord in my heart. Um, like I said, I've never done it before or it's not my personality. It's not my thing. You know, those reasons and uh, excuses are going to go right out the window when we are standing right before, right smack dab before the awesome, wonderful King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You know, uh, that's not going to, that's not going to happen anymore. We're not going to have any excuses. So my challenge to you is make that a reality here on this earth. That those excuses that you might have, oh, I don't like that song. I don't like that style of music, you know, uh, we had one lady, this has been many, many, many years ago, said, well, I only like Hillsong music. I don't want to, you know, go to church that does anything besides Hillsong music. You know, all those excuses are going to just fly out the window. So why don't we 
why don't we uh, endeavor to have that be the reality right now, that we worship the Lord and that we don't have any excuses. Um, number three, worship in heaven is demonstrative. It means that people show it with their physical body, uh, the worship that they're giving God. And this doesn't come as some, some sort of heaven worship rules, uh, but from true responses to our wonderful Lord. Everyone is physically involved in worship in heaven. The worshipers are always doing something, waving palm branches, falling down before the Lord, casting their crowns before the Lord. In Revelation 4.10 in the NLT, it says the 24 elders fall down and worship the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, and they lay their crowns before the Lord and say, you are worthy, O Lord or God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things and they exist because you created what you please. So we see here that they fall down, they lay the, they cast their crowns before the Lord, they wave palm branches, they're saying things. So they're all worshiping the Lord. And that is really awesome. Uh, number four, no one has to lead the worship in heaven. It's spontaneous. You know, have you ever been to a beautiful place or seen an amazing thing in nature? Let's say the first time you go to Niagara Falls or the Rocky Mountains or, or the Grand Canyon. Uh, there's nobody that has to say to you, hey, hey, is that pretty? You know, you ought to say something. Is that awesome? You ought to say something. No, our jaw drops open and we exclaim something like, oh my goodness, that's so pretty. You know, because that's that's just the way we feel about what we see before us. And I think that's how we're going to feel in heaven. We're just going to be so astounded by the glory and the wonder of God that there's nothing else that, that even even inhabits our being except worship. You know, we're going to be so astounded by the glory of the Lord that worship in heaven will be spontaneous. Wouldn't it be wonderful if here on the earth we had that same awareness, that we were so aware of the presence of the Lord in our life and the wonder, his wonder and his glory and his majesty that we worshiped spontaneously? You know, a worship leader in heaven doesn't have to encourage worship you know, he doesn't have to tell people to put down their phones, come in from the coffee bar. There's no daydreaming or talking or rolling their eyes or whispering or yawning or playing video games during heavenly worship. So we should have our worship down here on earth be the same. We should be wholeheartedly focused on the Lord. And then we have, you know, here on the earth, we have people say, well, you know, that wasn't good worship, or I didn't get that much out of worship. The worship today wasn't really kicking, you know. <laughs> but what are they saying? That the worship service was intended for their own gratification. And that is, they're saying that they're the object of worship, and they've got it all twisted up. The object of our worship is the Lord. Just think about the people that... um are being persecuted, are in jail for their faith, are being beaten, their houses have been burned down. You know, they have a good reason maybe to be down in the dumps, but they still worship God with all of their heart. So a simple thing, you know, to us that we're just not in the mood, you know, shouldn't even qualify for, for an excuse here on this earth. So I just encourage you, if you have a voice, speak out the praises of God, sing to the Lord, 
Uh, speak his praises. Never rely on a worship leader to get you revved up. Be revved up on your own heart with the glory and the majesty of God. If you have to have a worship leader or worship music get you revved up to worship God, maybe you've lost your thrill with God and we need to keep that alive. We need to keep that passion for the Lord alive. And how do you do that? Well, you read his word, you pray, you study, you meditate, and you worship. In Revelation 5.8, Revelation 5.8, it says, Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshiped. So we see here another picture of worship in heaven. It's just going to be awesome. And I'm looking forward to being there because it'd be like a worship service we've never experienced before. Revelation 19.1 in the NIV, it says, After this, I heard what sounded like a great roar of a mighty multi of a great multitude in heaven shouting. See, they're shouting in heaven too. Hallelujah. Salvation and glory and power belong to our God. So we've read some scriptures and we talked about worship in heaven, you know, from the book of Revelation. And I just want to remind you of what Jesus prayed, what we talked about earlier. Um, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I just encourage you to pray this for yourself, that you would be uh, worshiping God as as it's done in heaven, that you'd be full of passion and and uh, single-mindedness and just the thrill of knowing the Lord, that you'd be full of worship for him. Well, um, I would encourage you to read a book or get a book. It's called uh, Worship in Heaven and Why on Earth It Matters by Tom Crater. It's a great book. It's very interesting. And I got some, some uh, insight for my uh, sermon today from it. So it's a really good and also, I want to encourage you, um, uh, Pastor Terry posted a sermon called politi uh, uh, politi about political prophecies, and we're encouraging everyone to listen to it since we're in a political uh, season right now, and there's a lot of, you know, prophecies that will be given, and it's just a, a, a teaching about what about political prophecies, uh, should we listen to them, how should we judge them? And it'll be very helpful to you. And the link to that uh, sermon is in the description below this sermon. So God bless you. Uh, have a great week. And remember to worship God like they're worshiping in heaven. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.